Hello and welcome to Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter. And today we are going to talk about Genesis 1-2. But first, a word from our sponsor. Guys, are you looking for a nice gift for your wife or for your mom? Is your daughter celebrating her birthday or first Holy Communion soon? Be sure to check out Telos Art for a beautiful selection of saint medals and heirloom jewelry. Celebrate the people you love with a timeless gift, one that is both functional and sentimental. Jewelry can mark a special moment or occasion and can be a reminder of that event each time that it's worn. A medal mom wears now can be passed down to future generations. And you can feel good about shopping at this family-owned business because Catholic jewelry from Telos Art is inspired by truth, goodness, and beauty. Telos Art is a place to find unique miraculous medals, vintage jewelry, and one-of-a-kind designs that are sure to inspire and delight your loved ones. Find out more information at telosartshop.com. That's T-E-L-O-S artshop.com. Use discount code BARBATUS at checkout to get 20% off any purchase. And now, to the show. And we are back. Thank you for being with us. Uh, this is another edition of Fireside Chats. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> it's too hot to make a fire in Phoenix right now, at least. Um, oh, my goodness. We totally forgot about talking what we were going to do banter about in this one. How do you guys uh, handle that? The heat. With the kids, we don't it, go outside. It's I know, horrible. but I mean, you gotta go outside at some point, right? Well, yeah. I think we decided, and when I say we, my wife decided that <laughs> if we're gonna go somewhere, it has to be like at seven a.m. Okay, like if we're gonna go anywhere, yeah, like al parque or or something, yeah. like it has to be at seven a.m. Yeah, yeah. Like we're planning. My parents are coming for Lucia's birthday at the end of July. And we're like, what do we do? Do we go to the aquarium? Because there's AC there. Mm -hmm. Do we go to a museum? Because there's AC. You you look for those things, but like the the in-betweens. Yeah, that gets expensive though. You can't do that every weekend. It, it get, well, we're not doing it every week. No, I know. That's what I mean. I mean, in terms of summer's I long, dude. Honestly, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Splash pads. Splash pads that's are just where It's where it's at. I mean, you run the risk of like, Picking up something from the other kids because, yeah, I mean, if you read the, the studies about how much fecal matter is in the yeah, water, it's, it, it's kind of gross. But you know, you can lock out and uh, don't say that we don't go. But uh, not mm -hmm. once that I've been to Splash Pass have I thought about. I wonder if there's poop in this water. Thanks there a lot. Probably is. <laughs> you know. So it's better you don't think about it. <laughs> Sorry. I, I brought it up because I bought this past weekend. You know, I was in that state of saying, well, I mean, we don't have a pool. It, oh, yeah. The, the kids can't be inside all day long. Mm -hmm. it, the summer's just way too long. There's it only two, one too many, many puzzles that you can make. Dude, you we'll know? go to Target, put the, kid, put the girls in the car, and we just walk around Target. Yeah, I mean, again. Yeah. That's easier to Everything do with. Everything involves AC. <laughs> okay, that's easier to do with two small kids that you can control. Not the, but with five of them, can't we with control them, them though? Come yeah. On. Well, yeah. I mean, you carry them and then that's it, right? Well, you know, it's like 
are you willing to um, stand judgy looks from other people? AC, you know, but then the balance again, tips. Here's the other problem. You go to Target, and you're going to spend some money in Target. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah, what yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm only going to spend actually, $10. That's, that's where this kind of like leads to because we were at Target Saturday and and we were in the dollar section no we were just like walking around and k killing time or whatever and i i came across the summer section and i said oh you know some water toys and stuff like that so kids can run around in the yard and get wet uh -huh. or whatever a super soaker yeah so i i saw this thing that i thought it was a great idea and i bought it and it's one of these like ginormous slides mm. oh like, yeah 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 oh, you the sent picture? Picture? yeah, yeah. I'm going to send you a picture so you guys don't buy it. Okay, let me get into it. This it's is a so review impractical. of the product that Gustavo just bought. Yeah, it's so impractical. The, the thing is fun for the kids, but I'm a stickler when it comes to waste, okay? The thing wastes so much water because it just sprays without end, which is fine if it's like... You no, want it like, to slide. I know, it, it, and it does very well with that job, but... It has you got to fill it with water first. That's the other one. Yeah, that's how it works. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the any splash pad, it needs to fill up first, and then when all of the pressure it, it is no, built no, up, I I then get it. it. No, no, I know, I know, but it's pushing out because of the pressure. That's one component. The other component, the slide part, because those uh -huh. sprinklers are around the edge, which yeah. get everything else wet. I get that. You need to a pool of water in the middle. It's a pool of water in the middle, which is just like contained. Ah, interesting. It's like a sleeping bag for water. <laughs> like does that make sense? It does. Okay, makes sense. And it it's cool because it's, it's like, like a bowling lane. Exactly, it's a bowling lane like that the it's bumpers filled on the sides. It, it reminiscent to water beds of the yeah, yeah, yeah. late. 80s, early 90s. Mm -hmm. So this is fun, you know, because the kids, they bounce around and it's really, it, it, you, if you don't have like a nice lawn and, and you don't have that cushion, your kids are going to get hurt, right? right? Because it's going to be rough terrain. But from my standpoint, it was like super impractical because it took a ton of water to fill it. And then it's so hot outside that we have it in our lawn, but because it's so hot, the water inside of the bag gets hot. It gets really hot. It gets really hot. And then it kills the grass underneath. So you can't have it out for more than two days. Yeah. Because it just starts stinking the whole place up. Because of, if you ever smell like wet, dead grass, it smells like death. It smells pretty bad. And, um, and again, the amount of water this thing. I had him on a timer. I was like, okay, give him 10 more minutes because our water bill is going to be nuts next month. You know, and again, we 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 used it for two days. Get off the lawn! And I and I just said I gotta empty this thing out because the water inside is gonna start getting moldy really fast. So again, great in theory, the practical side of it to empty this thing, dude. It was I did that before I came over here. This is the episode where we find out oh that was sucker mudgeon. I'm really bad at this gustavo is you know, financially conservative if i if i again retrospect just to empty this thing if i would have seen a video of somebody like me trying to empty this thing out because there's no good way of emptying it so don't buy it 
I'm going to send you a picture. The kids had a lot of fun, but there's a lot of cons. We will not you are, we're we're going to see a next picture. Gustavo's going to put like plastic trash bags. And he's going <laughs> to like the, the black ones. ones. It's, it's the same thing, guys. Just the black ones. It's you know, the same thing. Right. Dishwasher. So. And if it, had a, if it has a motor that you can recycle the water. Mm. And that's when see, I told you guys over like text. <laughs> that's when I told you the guys over the text that Saturday that, that the baby had, had pooped. Yeah. <laughs> you he didn't was flashing around. I'm like, Dear Lord, take me now. See, so maybe now. So needless to say. That is whose idea was to buy it? I, that's, that would <laughs> be me. <laughs> anyway. So, okay. Long story, I'll, so I, I'll, I, do you, I'll do you one, <laughs> not one better, one similar. Um, we went to buy uh, fireworks for 4th of July, right? Got it. And I took the two oldest to Target because now they know Target because of my wife. And it's not necessarily a positive or a bad thing. It's just a fact. They recognize the store. They like the store. I don't blame them. Um, we go inside. Target doesn't sell uh, fireworks inside. I did not know this. I thought they did. Mm -hmm. But they do sell um, those uh, water balloons that you attach to the hose. Yes. And I was like, here is a pack of 90 balloons. I have three children that can play with balloons. That's like 30 uh -huh. balloons per kid. That's more than enough. Pobre Mateo, no lo invitaron. Chiquito, hombre. Yeah, that baby. Um, but then, okay, like then we need to walk across the the, the parking lot to get the, the, the fireworks, which is like a completely different story. But we buy the fireworks, we get in the car. Everyone is complaining about the heat. We get to the house. I am trying to fill up all of these balloons. And it's like the first ones I fill up too much that they start popping almost immediately. And I'm like, okay, well, I still have 60. Um, then I fill up the, the other 60 and I put them in a kiddie pool. And then in perfect synchrony, like Emilia and Lucia, the two youngest ones, start taking two balloons one on each hand, hand and just like tossing them to the front. <laughs> Oliver, who's the oldest that knows how to play water balloons is aiming at me with all of his balloons that he's picking up. The fun lasted 90 seconds. I was about to ask how long did it last? 90 seconds. <laughs> and then after that, they were like more. I'm like, sorry guys. That, that, that was it. That was a That's big letdown. So, womp, womp, womp. Yeah, you so need now to we have, have fragments of plastic. And all that's around the other the thing. Lawn. For me, as the practical guy, I'm like, now I got to clean all this stuff up because one of the kids is going to eventually eat it. The younger kids. Were they the biodegradable ones? You know, they make balloons that, that are now biodegradable. No, I wouldn't put mm. them in uh, my compost pile. Yeah. There you go. They're probably not. Did you guys have pools growing up? I didn't. Mm -mm. We had this thing like. Um, we had sprinklers. Aluminum. Mm. Like, like a, a tin, Natina. Mm. Natina. Like carnitas. <laughs> That's what my grandma would put. Like, hijo, ya te puse el baño. Oh, yeah. So then, and it was uh, just like playing with the hose. Yeah. We played with the hose. Uh -huh. yeah. Wash the car and get wet. Mm. My undies. Wash that car. Mm -hmm. like people and, don't and wash the Yeah, dude. Sorry, we've been talking about for 10 minutes about summer, uh, summer fun. 
Because it's hard here, you know. It's it's tricky. So balloons and water (laughs) toys and stuff like that. That that really helps. My younger sister said that Phoenix is uh, es un capricho de de los humanos vivir aquí. It's it's a (laughs) my (laughs) how do you how do you say that in English? It's it's a tantrum of uh no it's like it's not tantrum it's um um it's like people being stubborn to live in the desert basically. My my dad calls Phoenix el fundido del diablo. <laughs> We're not going to translate that one. <laughs> el que entendió, entendió. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of waters and and, and playing with water, um, the the main topic that we're going to talk about today is uh, Genesis 1-2, which um, it talks about water. So that's, that's the best that I could do with the, the segue. So let's just start by um, reading what Genesis 1-2 says. It says, and the earth was without form or shape, with darkness over the abyss, and a mighty wind sweeping over the waters. And um, I first read a um, reflection on this based on um, one of the Exodus 90, post-Exodus 90 um, Reflection Oasis, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And it really called my attention because it it um it gives two interpretations of the same passage, one from Saint Ambrose and one from Saint Augustine. And let's start with the one from Saint Ambrose, and then we can um uh, start talking about uh, commenting about it. So Saint Ambrose says that God created everything out of nothing and ordered it from its formless state. God has a divine plan and proper order of being for everything, including ourselves. So um, the earth was without form or shape. So in a way, God creates everything out of nothing. And everything has a proper order. And that's why we named this episode Proper Order. Um, So we are to be shaped um comments so far on that um yeah i i obviously agree with it it's it's um it's a cool image to have you know that we are created from nothing and that we're meant for something and that that something needs to have that order of being. And that's, I think, where that's the journey of life for me. It, it really has uh, a path of learning what that order is, the reason for it, you know, as a creation of, of, of God, you know, being, being made in, in his image. Um, St. John Paul II's theology of the body is great. In this in this scenario, you know, because it really gets into the um, nuts and bolts of what a human person is, um, which is something that we don't know as a society now, right? Where it's a very very right. fluid. Um, it's kind of the opposite, exactly. It's like we want to pretty much um, have everyone accept what people mm-hmm. are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's no order in that. That's that's just the opposite of order that's chaos so so yeah what saint ambrose says is like god created everything out of nothing and ordered it from its formless state 
rings true right there. That's always something that I've always found so fascinating. Um, that God created everything out of nothing. Um, I think one of the things why I could I could never be atheist is because I don't know. I just, I find it very hard for something so complex as a human being to be created out of nothing mm-hmm. by like just some mere chance, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you go back to the big bang. If it was, if the force was too much, nothing would have survived. If it wasn't powerful enough, it would have just been a blob of like matter, but it was like at that perfect, mm-hmm. you know, blast that crew, like that the Lord just created everything. And just looking at a human being, like the way that our brains work, it's like it's, like it's a computer. Yeah, our, like the reason that we have five fingers, the, the everything. everything about our organs, you know how exactly. we're like designed inside. You know, it's so just I crazy. see that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how can that just randomly happen? Randomly happen. I totally agree with That's that. That's why I can never be atheist. Mm-hmm. I can never. That just makes no sense to me. Other than there being this divine being that we call God mm-hmm. that created us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, every time, you know, God created everything out of nothing, that's all I think about. It's like, obviously, the Lord made us. Yeah, and, and there's a purpose for everything. Have you guys seen the, I think I'm going to, I'm not going to remember it right, but they, they did like an audio experiment with um, the chirping of, crickets okay and the song that they make and somebody like i I don't know if they like sped it up or like slowed it to the point that that they see the sound waves like i don't know i'm I'm butchering it but it sounds like angel singing like the chirping of crickets really it's so fascinating it's so it sounds like a choir of angels and again, I don't know if it's like sped up or if it's like completely slowed down or if it's like a different frequency. I don't, well, I don't no, know I the have technology. To it. We'll put it in the show notes. We'll find it and put it mm. because I. I thought you were going to say thing. something about like, oh, it's a perfect mathematical equation or something like that. Well, that's another aspect of it, right? Everything has its proper order, like um, Fibonacci. Um, yeah, yeah. The, um, the golden the golden, ratio. The golden ratio and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but. Those little details, you know, really get me thinking. It's like, wow, God really loves us. Didn't have to do that. He didn't need to create flowers for us. You know what I mean? Those details, those like gifts. I don't know. It's, I I agree with you. Mm. You know, I could never be atheist just from looking at all that and, and looking at yourself, looking at the bodies, like how perfect, you know, man and woman, how a baby's created how a woman carries a baby it's just mind-boggling if you really try to like unpack it dude we're so complex yeah, exactly. human beings are so complex yeah that. the part that i'm like really is like everything that lives in the sea <laughs> like all right those were like rough drafts <laughs> anyway so okay let, let's uh, let's get the second one because um, it, it, it's also as good as um, Ambrose and you know Augustine was a pupil of Ambrose. Um, so Saint Augustine's commentary on Genesis one two says that um, 
this is a metaphor for the formlessness of human life, which is formless until it's turned towards God, its creator. And only then can it be formed and cease being an abyss and be illumined and cease being dark. So we, we talk about, um, he takes it a little bit further in that um, we talk about form and we talk about light. Um, so being um, aligned or formed by uh, turning to God, we will have our proper form and we will be illumined and ceasing to be in the dark. Um, which to me, it, it sounds like when, when there's like that aha moment that you realize, um, we talked about it when we did our episode on, uh, on our regression, when we actually had that defining moment that we knew that we wanted to live our lives according to what God wants. Re reversion though, right? Not regression. What did it Reversion, yes. yeah. Yeah, not Sorry. regression. That's uh, that's the other kind. That's that's, that's very different. Not <laughs> what we want. Um, yes. Um, we were just recording the episode of the, the speaking of light and darkness, yeah. and how we can live with the two. But here is it's it's that that light that um, we in the gospel it says be the be the salt of the world, be the light of the world, right? Salt of the earth and light of the world. Thank you. See, some people in here read scripture, <laughs> not me. But um, we we already mentioned, but we live in disorder. We have disordered desires. We have disordered thoughts and actions and schedules and, and even disordered priorities. So it's one of these things that we need to make this choice daily to turn towards our creator and and the gain from that is our proper form and then becoming rightly ordered mm -hmm. um that's what we as christians mean by formation um it in formation meaning this ongoing surrender to god's will this continuous attentiveness to his grace in all of the details of our daily lives this slow but steady um, flow, which is, it can be painful, right? Because it, it, it is like this image of the drop of water that is eroding the, the, earth. the stone. Oh, the stone. Um, until it creates <clears throat> a, um, uh, un surco, a channel, right? Channel. Um, and in in God's formative action is going to be uncomfortable, and we're not going to sugarcoat it here. Um, so the, the, I guess the, the the invitation here is uh, to let the living waters erode away the effects of sin and death in our lives. Um, in in and I use that image of like the drop of water in the stone because. In, in a way, you see how something as little as a droplet of water um, falling over something that is, um, you know, hard like a stone. And, and you, you don't think that 
a droplet of water can have that effect on something that is seemingly indestructible or yeah. cannot change. But the, the, the consistency of that mm -hmm. drip is what's going to uh, make, uh, make the change. Um, in, in, um, maybe we'll stop there before we turn into like the last image that I have here in, mm -hmm. in the show notes, but, um, maybe we can talk a little bit about how that's that, um, that continuous attentiveness, like the continuous surrender. I think it's a part that can be a struggle, um, in the Christian walk of life. Mm -hmm. So in this droplet of water and the rock, which one are we? We are the rock. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that okay. everybody had that image. Got it. Got it got because it. It, you can see it both ways. And who's the drop? The sacraments. The sacraments. God is... is sanctifying grace. His sanctifying grace that it's unending, right? That it's always... He's always calling out to us and never gets tired. You know, his mercy is endless. And that's, that's what, that's what makes that difference, you know, because if it were up to us, we'd just be a rock for the rest of our lives. But God created us for something bigger and for a higher purpose. So he's going to chisel away little by little with the waters until we are properly formed. Yeah. Yep. Um, and what I was reflecting on about the, um, the, the ongoing surrender, like, like right now I'm at a state of life where it has become difficult to me to, to manage my anger, for example. Um, you too. Yeah, we've we've talked about mm -hmm. it, and mm -hmm. you know, having uh, small children and um, just the uh, the patience aspect of it. When um, you start praying to to increase in patience, you're going to start seeing a lot opportunities of opportunities to practice <laughs> patience, right? And it is that like that droplet of water, every single meltdown of my children is an opportunity for me to react in a mm -hmm. loving and understanding way of what they need at that specific moment. But, you know, I am a horrible sinner and sometimes uh, they get the best of me. Um, in my case, <clears throat> this weekend when my little one pooped inside of the toy that I'm <laughs> not going to use again. <laughs> or like uh, uh, Ivan and, and I were uh, in the cry room this last uh, Sunday at mass and it was packed. It was uh, like every pew. There's like four five, pews in there. It was five families, right? Mm -hmm. There's four pews. It was like five or six families in there. It was, was like, it was like a dozen kids. Yeah. And um, it's a birthday party right there. It was like a birthday party almost. And, you know, I think that my kids don't behave well at mass, but it, it's, it seemed like, all of the kids were like plotting to be in their worst behavior, starting with Plot. the when 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 Father Canelli started like the Eucharistic prayer. From that point forward, like everything went downhill. 
horribly mm. and fast. Um, Very fast. To the point where um, on the recessional hymn uh, and the prayer of St. Michael oh my the Archangel, gosh. I just like started crying laughing because of how loud and how how much ruckus was going on. I was like really mad and really mm-hmm. ashamed <laughs> and and really like <laughs> like I know because it's Ivan and it's this other family that we know and really like we all know each other, but it was like this kind of comfort is like we are all sucking as parents <laughs> together, you know, this sense of community. Um, Your kid is loud, but guess what? So is mine. Right. Is you that know. why you didn't stick around after math? I didn't see you. Yeah. Okay. I was it. very upset. Mm. I just took Lucia to the car and we sat there. In the AC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. See? There's a theme there going. You go. So, uh, <laughs> but that is the surrender, right? That is like the formation that is happening. And, in, in, you know, as a, as a father, um, I need to surrender that to God and say, okay, Lord, I'm bringing my kids to mass. And they are behaving like absolute savages in my eyes. But then we had this very lovely lady that was there with her son telling Deanna, like, oh, your kids are so well behaved. I was like, really? She said, did she saw them? Did she see what was going on? Like, was she in a different mass? Um, so those those little things that, um, you know, I took it as a as a loss that day, but it, it's like mm-hmm. it, it, it's showing up, yeah. getting the reps in. Um, I don't know if you guys had a situation that is similar to that. Say like, Lord, I'm really trying, but it seems like I'm just like failing every over day. and over. Yeah, every, every day, day. <laughs> I, I struggle with it too. I mean, anger specifically. You know, I my patience is very short, and I should know better by now. You know, having gone through it like twice with with my little ones and and now with like three younglings it's like yeah and and that's what you said you know you pray for patience like there you go there's another opportunity you had today and another and another, and you have more tomorrow and not all of them are misses you know um reference to the other episode if if this came out of the book but, <laughs> <laughs> um but that's it you know i mean not all of them are misses you know there are some some like line drives that i hit and i i'm like okay thank you lord you equipped me well for this one and i think i handled it as well as i could but uh, there are other ones that are you're you're just like going to bed i'm like how can i do this every day you know how how yeah. how do I mess up every single day? So it's it's tricky. It's definitely tricky. You know, yeah. a lot of help with that as a and that's where prayer and and constant confession and um you know the the sacraments that's that's how to do it. That's that little drop. You know. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat as you. Actually, both of you guys. Um, I thought I was a very patient person. And then I got, and then I became a dad. <laughs> um, Guess what? I, I, yeah, I, it's the same thing with me. Like I, yeah, I, you know, obviously like they're kids, you know, 
kids are going to be kids and they're going to run around. They're going to do things. But I do, I, I get angry as well. Mm -hmm. Like I, it's just one of those things where I'm like, man, like I need to know. I need to know that I, I need to be patient. <clears throat> and Nayeli does call me out on that. And I do appreciate it because yeah. there's times that it's just out of my control. And it's, I have to be okay with the fact that they're going to be savages at mass sometimes. Mm -hmm. When we go out to eat, when we go to a splash pad, whatever. Yeah. You know, there's, they're going to have their moments and I have to be okay with that. Um, and Nayeli's definitely a lot better at it than I am. She's very, you know, you know, we'll talk to Lily like, okay, what are you feeling? Why are you mad? I'm like, man, you're good at this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In my case, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> in my case too. I mean, yeah, my wife is the one that really sheds light on those moments. You know, it's like, really? I mean, but I different yeah. tactics here, you know, let's yeah. resort to other ones. We don't have that. No, we don't have set. that. No, no, I have one setting. But know? I do have a, a fear that, you know, I, you know, I do get angry when, you know, you know, something doesn't go the way it's supposed to be. Like I get mad, but I also do. I have a fear of, you know, when my, especially when Lily and Pierre are older and they, they start to recognize like, I don't want to be known as the grumpy dad. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want them to grow up and then, and then think, like, mm -hmm. why is that? Always, why does that mm -hmm. always get mad? Dude. I really don't want that. That was, like, I was so afraid of my dad growing up. Y you know my dad. I was I so afraid of my mom. My mom was, like, super. <laughs> mm -hmm. She was like, the uh, authoritarian. Oh, heck yeah, man. And a lot of people, when I tell them that to my mom, they're like, no way. Like because your they know your mom Your mom now. is so sweet. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you did not know my mom when I was growing <laughs> up. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's sweet. But man, she was super stern. But she will mess you up. For mm -hmm. reals mess you up. So no, like I, I agree. Like I was afraid of my mom. So I, I don't want my kids to yeah. grow up. And, you know, they kind of have to like look over their shoulders to see if. That's my but, worst fear. Like they flinch, and I'm like they're going to think that we beat. Not them looking up. over their shoulders, yeah. but like the the whole yeah. like flinch thing. Like I don't. I, I've never hit my kids. Yeah, I know. But it. I think it's different because now, look at you and your mom. You know. Oh, yeah. So I think. I'm still afraid of her. <laughs> <laughs> Not the point that I was trying to make, but I I get it. Yeah. No. I, same same for me. In, in my case, it's. You were my, afraid my, of my, Ivan's mom? I was afraid of Ivan's mom and, and Walter's dad <laughs> growing up for some reason. No, my dad was like the authoritarian one and very, very, he was great. You know, I mean, he was strict in certain cases, very stern and very down to business. He didn't need to yell. You know, my dad just would look at you a certain way or just like say, Hit. yeah, the dad, Hit. the dad looked just like that little, like, a kicked it up two notches in the volume and you knew it's like, you know? like and I, again like our my parents never laid a hand on me um that that see never happened psychological warfare you know, that's psycholog the way to go <laughs> it just scarred you up here. um but i agree with you ivan i don't want my kids to associate the dad with grumpiness or like a curmudgeon or like oh my dad's no fun not not that i just want to be a buffoon for them has to be a balance you know like we played like a round of uno before i came today and that's that's fun you know or, or like but i flated the thing before and i was like i was like joe pesci in like 
Home Alone when he couldn't that he couldn't curse, but he had to like let this thing out at some. So yeah, I'm known to be that Yokeshi ish. I I just have a quick story. One time, my mom, I don't know what I did. I hurt myself outside. Vivíamos en Jerez. You know, like. When you're a kid, you fall, you hurt yourself, te regañan. I think mm-hmm. you've told you've yeah. told this story many times in the podcast. No, tell it. No, I, I, I don't think, think I, I remember. Told, it. I don't think I told this one. Did you ask your I've, I've to asked, console them? Yes, that one. Okay. I mean, yeah, but no, but there was this one time. I don't know what happened. I, I I think I fell. I don't know what it was. My mom got so mad at me, and I I got really dirty. So <laughs> she like put me in the shower, and then she me, me bañó, and then. I don't know. She got mad at me and she went to go smack me and I turned my face and she hit me in the nose and I started bleeding and she felt so bad. <laughs> that she like, she like, she cleaned my nose and then she like apologized. Yeah. She was like, I'm sorry that I did that. <laughs> it's okay, mom. I love you. <laughs> Can we have tacos? I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just always think of that story. I think we went off on a tangent there. No, I think that's great because, you know, God's formative action is uncomfortable. And we talked about very uncomfortable moments just in our uh, walk as uh, in our growth as fathers. I mean, Gustavo has done it the longest out of the three of us, but still like it's it's like an ongoing thing. Um, You know, my oldest is uh, almost six years old. And he's starting to be defiant. And I'm like, I thought that this was going to happen in like seven years from now. Like, what's going on, God? Uh, but, you know, it's those things that um, we just need to turn into the man of holy death and virtuous grandeur, whom your brothers, your family, and the church are longing for you to be, you know, uh, longing for us to to become. Um, there, there is um this this need for for men of virtue and we already did the viri virtutis in season one we'll put a link to that um in in the show notes but just having this death and in virtuous grandeur um this is needed um we need to become um a grand canyon of a man because we keep using that the droplet of water just like the waters of the Colorado River uh, made way through the canyon to create this wonderful place on earth um, where you can really admire the grandeur and power of God and its creation. Just like Ivan was saying about like the ultimate creation, yes, is the human person. But when you go to nature and, and see what God has created and how, you know, it, ha- it was an act of God that it layers and layers and layers of sediment just came to be together and then water and its force mm-hmm. started making way through that specific um that specific way that it shaped uh, how uh, the earth became to be in this such beautiful place if you have been to the grand canyon it's like you almost want to cry of how beautiful mm-hmm. it is well, at least that's me. I, 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 I was surprised to learn that you're, there used to be a mountain range. There used to be mountains there mm-hmm. before it was completely leveled. And then the the waters pretty much shaped the river, kind of like shaped the canyon yep. the, way, the way it is now. Obviously, j- millions of years had to happen. 
but you know, God has time. God has time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he's outside of time. So exactly. you know, million years, he two is seconds. Time. Yeah. So yeah. he's creating it right now. Yeah. In a way. Crazy. So, um, so yeah, I guess the, the the moral of the story here is the the, the proper form, the the turning to our Creator to surrender to say, okay, Lord, here I am. Um, what do you want me to become? And then be attentive and listen and and work towards that. Like let allow God space yeah, to open. work. Be open to that. Yeah. What's that song in uh, in Spanish? El Alfarero. It's like does it make make destroy me and make me new again, like a like a, a vessel made out of clay. I don't know that one. You don't know that no. one. It's like a very I know which one you're talking. You know about. what I'm talking about? <sighs> Christian songs. It's not the well. We'll put it in the in the show notes. <laughs> I'm not gonna try to sing Remember it right it. now. Come on, sing. Just, but like, sing it. But I just like I'm trying to, to yeah, remember the yeah, lyrics, yeah. but the only one that I remember is like uh, the one that puts the boat on the shore, the one they always sing at the funerals. Oh, uh, pescador de otros hombres. Yes. Pescador de hombres. Yeah. And now okay. we sing. So <laughs> you're That's welcome, world. <laughs> we can, we we do weddings, quinceañeras, and funerals. Yeah. If you want to um, hire us for uh, a men choir, dude, I used to do quinceañeras. Uh, we used to, I used to be in a dance crew. No, you did. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I, Carlos and I, we made a dance crew. The Pretty Pink Ponies. True story. We need one hundred percent true story. We need footage. We need footage. We were terrible. We need proof. We were terrible. All but we had a dance that's to be Dude, decided. When I was a teenager, I wanted to be in a valet of like a dance crew <laughs> so bad because they were so cool. We even had custom shirts and everything. We all had the nicknames. pretty pink ponies. Pretty God, pink ponies. God gave me two left feet. So let's just <laughs> leave it there. Uh, I am the most arrhythmic Mexican that you'll ever see. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's pretty bad at weddings. <laughs> well, we need to find the footage of the... I'll see if I can find some. Pretty Pink Ponies. Yeah. But in, in the meanwhile, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Barbados Catholic Podcast, a show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the show, please consider subscribing to the podcast and sharing it on social media, leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and recommending it to your friends and family. And if you didn't like it, well, just keep it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. You can follow us on Instagram at Barbatos Catholic Podcast. Send us an email at hello at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com. On the web, we are at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com, where you'll find the show notes for this episode and more. Oh, and we're in YouTube as well uh, under Barbatos Catholic Podcast. Please subscribe, smash that like button put on the bell and all of those things that people do, people do. with YouTube and um, become a Grand Canyon of a man. Mm -hmm. And bless us, Solanus Casey. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. Until the next time.